It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Rama S, Ari Rockefeller, Mako-chan, and Sailor Flair. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 113, am I correct? Yes, 113. We are that podcast that talks about anime, cons, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And with us today on this special episode, special guest staffer, Applejack, what's up? I'm not a whole lot here. It's a Tuesday night, and my life is very uninteresting these days. <laughs> Sucks for you. Well, didn't you relocate closer? Yes, to it the- does. Well, kind of. well, didn't you relocate to the bar that's closer to you now? Yes, the uh, the, the barn is actually much closer to um to to the the action in in our city. It's actually located next to the oldest uh, building in my city, which actually is a. A log construction building from uh, 1742. The more you know. I can tell. Were you saying bar or barn? Barn. Like either like one would work for her. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, I heard it as barn, like with an N. <laughs> he did say barn, but I heard bar. We all know what's on your mind, in Mako-chan. Yeah, no. What? No, drink all the alcohol tonight. No, no, I'm not feeling well, and I'm waiting for this weekend. Fair enough, fair enough. So, for those of you who, ha- who are wondering who the next, who that mysterious voice is, as I said, that's um, Applejack. She covered Big Apple PonyCon with the rest of my crew, and due to what we're talking about, I believe as someone who's experienced in this field can actually throw more than just two cents on this, and also help us explain why does this shit happen. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why does this shit happen? I know. I know. We ask ourselves that all the time. Mm-hmm. Normally while it's happening. Who are you trying to kid? <laughs> we are live this week for the week of May 14th, 2013. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com or... If you have a chat client such as Merck, XChat, or Chatzilla, you can find us at irc.gamesurge.net, and the chat room is Vogue. And we do have our usuals in here, so greetings, chat. Thanks for y'all to come in and join us for another week of chaos, debauchery, and train derailing. Well, more train derailing than anything else, though. Let's see. Let's, let's, do, let's do a basic breakdown of week and day. And I believe I found some nice lounge music to talk about what we've been up to since the last time we were on. I hope you guys like what I got here. Far worse choices out there, obviously. I don't know. I kind of like this one. I'm not saying anything bad about it. Mm. So, Mako-chan, how was your week and how was your day? Um, can you lower the music a little bit? How's that? <laughs> Much better. There you go. Um, my week and my day, uh, not a whole hell of a lot. Uh, been working around the house a little bit. Um, dealing with an ant infestation. And now I'm just cleaning the house and looking for a job and trying to get ready for this weekend. Ah. 
seeing as how I have people coming over this weekend. Let's hope I can be one of those people. Yay. Yes, let's. I love having like two jobs plus side jobs and stuff. It's pretty awesome. Applejack, you're just a hustler. Yeah. Just a hustler. That's who you are. I'm a hustler. Hey, wait. We, we don't have to like be like PG-13 on this show or anything, can we? No. Fuck no. Fuck, fuckity, fuck, no, fuck. You, I you think just, it's a sign of Mark of Honor when on iTunes, when it shows our episode listing, we get the little explicit tag next to it. You you just made me think of the Snoop Dogg song. When I grow up, I'm going to be a motherfucking hustler. You better recognize. <laughs> <laughs> And with Mako-chan talking about her aunt problem, I'm thinking of that, that commercial comes to mind. Rape! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's quite gross. Mm. So, um, Ari, how was your week and how was your day? <laughs> you all right there, boss? I know. I woke up earlier kind of, this morning kind of sick. Mm. Coughing up stuff all day, but, uh, Today I, I had a couple things I ordered from the uh, yeah, the big men's catalogs came in the mail. They're a bunch of uh, bathing suits. Okay. They're all they're all nice. They're all primary colors. So they actually look presentable on the beach. That's good. Big and man's, uh, big man's bathing suits. Do tell more. What colors just, did you choose? Just a floral print one, a yellow one, and a blue one with a white stripes on its side. But cool. uh. Yeah, it's like casual male destination XL, but uh, and they fit and they look good, so that's that. That's all also, that earlier today, I took the last test for my uh, Masonic instruction, so come tomorrow night, this time I'll be a f- I'll be raised as a full-fledged Mason. Sweet! In that case, here you go. So yeah, that's what's been going on with me. I have to actually get around to finishing that game. Number no, number four? Yeah, it's, dude, do you have the DS version? Um, I think I do. If not, Fanboy still has. I have to get it from him. All I know is, I think it's either the DS or the GBA one. I, I know I probably have a copy of each, and I know I hit this one area where a certain type of you had to destroy the villain with some type of weapon and I don't think I had the right weapon so I'm like now what the hell do I do? At the final boss battle you'll uh like the uh, people of Earth will like pray for you and you'll get back to your feet you gotta use the crystal that you were given the as your as a bad if the original bad guy died off mm. and that, that opens up the uh, final boss level also for a for a four you can if you, be, you get to do the new game plus thing and the uh, augments you get to equip yeah. each of your characters for different things. Like uh, one of the biggest strategies is to uh, for Cecil and Rosa, you equip the twin cast augment on them, and when they both cast twin cast, they cast ultimate on the enemy. Oh, okay. If I'm not mistaken, I believe I actually have the GBA one and the DS one. So, anyhow, as you were saying, good sir. Let me bring things back to where it was. 
Ah, Richard Cheese, good call. Of course, of course. So that's all of your week and your day, good sir? Yep. All right. Applejack, how was your week and how was your day? My weekend was actually, um, I actually felt like I had a life because I had off of my second job. And I didn't have any freelance contracts due. So, um, yeah, I actually had a life. I saw some people I haven't didn't see in like, gosh, like three years. It was pretty cool. Awesome. And um, I, I moved. I recently moved pretty much all by myself with the exception of the movers I hired for like two hours at 50 bucks an hour to like move my couch. So um, I'm pretty exhausted, but the building's pretty cool. Um, my building was built in 1745. So there's like a lot of weird little quirky things all up in here. But um, it's pretty neat. So y'all got to come visit sometime. Well, for that, we'll have to do, go with a little bit of this. See if it comes through. I'm sorry, I can't stop. Help but hear racist barn on this. And, be- and because of you saying that, I keep hearing racist barn my own damn self. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, no, it's it's still drink that beer to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. There, there's one of the mashups I listen to with smile, smile, smile. There's a certain part of the beat that's finally in tune with Sir Mixlot's Baby Got Back. And when it comes what? to that part, I just keep hearing the lyrics from Baby Got Back instead of the actual song. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. It's Brooke Mako. Well, that's part of job requirements on this podcast. Somebody has to break her at least once a week. At least. No. <laughs> no more breaking me. But it's getting I just, very, very expensive to fix. I don't know. I just right, bought this. But I just bought this new bat. No, <laughs> it's getting very, very expensive to fix. With me not having money to go get booze to fix it. Mm, I suppose. I suppose. So, as for me, uh, went back to school. So on the final semester, which is a good thing. Woohoo! And as I said before, I was trying to track down a textbook. And what pisses me off is that you try to track down the textbook as a PDF. You go to these sites that have it. You click on the link. File has been removed due to to copyright violation or something like that. And then you go to this site and that site and that site. You can find the tech books, which is good. But you can't find the lab manuals. So... I figured I'd go in today, go into the online library, borrow the book, see if I can download the book as an HTML files, and convert it. But luckily, in my classroom, a couple of guys that are in there actually have all the books, so I pretty much have every single textbook I need as a PDF file on my tablet. Yay. A combined savings of $455. Yay. Yay. I try, I try. And to go to the chat room, Degenerate Johnny goes, Yay, racist barn. Yay, racist barn. So does that mean all the black ponies go to the back of the barn? (laughs) That's racist. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Uh... But the sad part is there is one bus line here in Brooklyn where that actually does happen. 
What? Yes. I'm serious. In 2013 that happens? Yes. I'm serious. I hate this planet. <laughs> no, no. Well, what it is, there is a bus called the B-110. It cuts through certain Jewish areas of Brooklyn into Williamsburg. You know this is the B-110 because this bus is straight out of the 1960s, 1970s. I've seen it, but I've never ridden it because every time I've been in an area where I had to go, it was like five, six, seven block walk to the train station, and I didn't mind the walk. There has been articles about this pretty much if you are not of the cloth, when you get on the bus, you are expected to get up and to move to the back of the bus. And the reason why, um, the reason why this happens <laughs> is because this bus is licensed by a private organization that runs that route from the MTA. Oh, weird. <laughs> and I can see yeah, well, private organization, they can make their own damn rules. True. But the MTA stated that they're not supposed to get, well, eh, it is what it is. Well, you could always get onto the bus and girder belt. Actually, no, no, I would actually get on the belt on on the bus's garter belt steam. I would. Oh dear God! <laughs> I'm still waiting on Lawrence to do his variant of it. I'm I'm still waiting. And evidently in the chat room, some people weren't too fond of my uh, connections about the ponies in the barn. Ponies <laughs> in the bar. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, it's a Mondegreen, and now that I, the first time I thought about it, I'm like, oh god, now I can't not hear it. Now we all know that that, that the cider ha- has at least 5% alcohol in it. I mean, really. <laughs> Drink cider, learn nothing. <laughs> there <laughs> you go. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm going. Uh, let's go. To, let's go to break because when we get back, we have seven conventions to plow through, and the and at the the, the list I have them at, that's how high we're going to turn the flames up. So plowing seven conventions. Shit, let me get my lube. No, we're getting no, no. You don't need lube for this. We got an M1 battle tank, and uh, we have a we have like several logs tied together, put in the tube of the tank, and we're just going into maximum overdrive. Maximum overdrive. Play the DDR song now. Do it. Do you know how long? Going under a different definition of plow, but that works too. Do you know how long it's gonna take me to find that damn song? Max 2. Oh, I know. I know. Let's see. Let's see what's faster. Uh, Winamp or um, or to search on my computer. What do you know? Winamp is a lot quicker. I always liked Winamp for stuff like that. You mean this little ditty right here? Join me for a ride. This is the full version.
And we have the chat room up in arms over DDR, because remember, this was originally a DDR chat room. And on that note, we're going to go take our first break. We will be right back.
If you enjoy independent podcasts and would like to support them, check out some of our independent podcasting friends. Check out Orange Lounge Radio at orangeloungeradio.com where they discuss video games, gamer culture, and gamer lifestyle with Sky, Dark Soccer, and Loki. Listen live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on vognetwork.com. And right before them is the Bobby Blackwolf Show at 8 p.m. Eastern and 5 p.m. Pacific. Video games and gamer talk at bobbyblackwolf.com. If Warcraft is your taste, listen to Horde House with Sky and Exifer weekly at whorehouse.com. If you want more of a female perspective of what we do here on Anime Jam Session, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sister and Pandalicious at electricsisterhood.com with new shows every week. If you prefer geek, pop culture, and sci-fi, check out popculture.net and the Geek Culture Network. And also check out the Brooklyn Otaku, a brand new anime podcast, Friends of Ours. You can find them at facebook.com slash Otaku. And so, let me go ahead and unmute. There we go. Now it's time to get down to business. It's time to get down to the matter at hand. As I had been saying yesterday, or most likely today... You'll have to excuse me. I hate being get pulled away for some inane bullshit. It always happens. Go do, go handle your business, broski. It, it's been handled. Okay, that's good. Normally when there is, like, chaos or some type of drama in anime, cosplay, fandom communities, whatever, we, we jump on it, see what it is, and no, some people keep rolling with it. Me, I'll just... Take it and just do what I got to do. But when you say something about it and then out of the woodwork, five, six people just randomly appear with documents on your desk. You're like, hmm. The fuck are you? No, I'm like, tell me more. Well, I wasn't sure this was going to. It was going to be a short week, but we did have some stuff planned originally, but we had to postpone that for another week in order for us to bring you some information about conventions that you may have heard of, have gone to, and some of the bullshit and the chaos that happens behind the scenes. Some of it does leak out, and then it's about, and everyone's like, you know what, I can't believe you did this, I'm not going to your con ever again, six months later, or oh, I can't wait to go to that con. It happens. Now, before we get into into the whole rigmarole of that, there was a very interesting Tumblr post that happened to appear before people. Now, I do believe, let's see, I, I did put this in, in the notes if you scroll up, but if not, I will definitely repost the link so that everybody here in our staff chat can check it out. And I'm going to post it in our chat room, which is at uh, vognetwork.com. Um, click on the live, uh, click on live, and go directly to chat. And this was also posted on our uh, Facebook wall. It's pretty much called "Please Don't Make Fandom Look Bad." But given the shenanigans that happens that's been happening lately, that's more along the lines of easier said than done. Now, let's get through this as, not as quickly as possible, but as best as we can, so we can, so we can cover the rest of the, um, the, uh, the conventions we have on our list. Now, the title goes, Please Don't Make Fandom Look Bad. The person who made this Tumblr post never posts on Tumblr, so this person is hoping that 
the followers that they have will get the word out by reblogging. And this has been reblogged at least 6,589 times. More or less. Yes. So she's yeah. been getting the word out. Yes. Over 6,000 people have blogged this. <coughs> this. She works for a hotel that hosts a major U.S. con every year. This person loves anime and goes to the conventions herself. But she has to be blunt about some of the problems and issues and how they deal with it. Doesn't know why people lose common sense when attending cons. Now I can tell you that if it's your first, if you're if it's your first time by at a convention by yourself, you're going to lose your shit. You won't know what to do having a hotel room all to yourself. Exactly. But then again, when you kind of calm down and you find out your friends are going, and then you get your friends in the room, again you lose your shit. How but, are they going to behave? Exactly. This person realized that most con-goers are young and probably haven't traveled alone before. They're also really excited to go to a con to see people they've only chatted with online, which I can understand. But things have gotten out of hand. So please read this list of bad behaviors that I've seen over the past three years and please don't do them. Number one, completely trashing rooms. I have part of a team that has to take pictures of the damages left behind after a con. We will bill you. Sometimes we won't even tell you. We'll just charge it to your credit or debit card. Again, the tiny print in the contract allows us to do this. We take pictures in case you try and dispute the charge with the credit card. That's just a fucking dick thing to do. Not really. I I meant trashing. Oh, yeah, yeah. (coughs) Most likely the trashing aspect happens when you you have a room party and it gets out of hand. And then in the morning you're like, fuck it, and you just leave it as it is. Have some common sense. Have some decency. These people aren't rock stars. They can't get away with picking up the TV and throwing it out the window. <laughs> Number two, being a homeless con-goer. These are the people who don't have a room but figure they can sleep in the lobby, stairwell, hallways, whatever. We're on to you. We will remove you from the premises. If you're underage, we will still call the police. And that's correct. How hey, people do that? Yes. There are people... This actually happened at... Manga next uh, last year, one of the people that was going to stay in my room could not stay because she spent her money at the dealer's room. And her, uh-huh. and her sister's like, can you do something? I'm like, no. I, I know you. You're okay. Your sister, no. You don't know her. You don't know if you'll get your money back. Not even that. She, her sister ended up going to somebody else's room, and they were only charging for 20 bucks. Her, her sister spazzed out and ended up leaving the con that like that, that later at night anyway. I have always made sure I had money to cover my ass for a con. I may not eat as much, but I at least have a place to sleep, have a place to put my stuff, you know, a place to relax, you know. I can always eat, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Being unable to pay for your room or food. Yeah. These are the people who usually make arrangements for rooms with online friends. One friend books the room on a credit card, but when it comes to settling the bill and the so-called friends are asked to pay their share in cash or come up with their own credit card to split, there's suddenly no money. I feel bad for the person who booked the room, and I'm sorry you're not going to make rent or that your mom is sick or that you're a poor college student or whatever. Please don't stand in the lobby and cry to me offering free art commissions or the horns off your homestuck costume. My hotel does not accept those as payment. 
And this is why you collect the money beforehand. There, it, there's an unwritten rule where if you say you're staying in somebody's room, that's a, as, I'm not saying it's a legal binding contract, but it's agreed that you're staying in that person's room. And if you don't go, you're still responsible for your share of the room. What I used Hold on, to, I'm trying to picture someone trying to pay for a hotel room with commissions or parts of a cosplay. It's making my head hurt. Yeah, I know. It's 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 quite ridiculous. And now it's gotten to the point where you know, if you're staying in my room, I ask you, are you staying? When you say yes, that means you are staying. This is binding. Da, da, da. Start sending me your money. And don't give me no excuse that, oh, I can't go because of such and such can't have my money back. No, you're not going to screw everybody else over because you can't go. And the thing is, you know how you know when the con is. You have plenty of time to make arrangements and see where things are going. I understand shit happens. I, I, I understand that. But if shit happens and you're just sitting there twiddling your thumbs, you're not rooming with me anymore. Number four, having noise complaints lodged against you. So that little gathering you decided to have in your room is getting pretty loud despite two phone calls from the desk asking you to quiet down. Oh, that never happened to me, ever. Mm. ever. That actually happened to me once. That was, my, that was the last time I ever had a room party. It was Katakon. They came up, sent everybody bound. I waited about ten minutes, made some few phone calls. Half the people came back and we chilled out the rest of the night. Uh, if we're wanting room party stories, I have some. Oh, Trust me. We can wait till a different part of the podcast for that, though. <laughs> well, let's... Um, give it... Now, have these room parties caused caused uh, problems with the hotel? No, it was just it was weird things that can happen that you should probably keep your eye out for. Never problems with the hotel, though. Uh, well, given what we're, t- what we're discussing... Um, later, if you want to drop those room party stories, anything that's pl- pleasantable to the mind, go right ahead. <laughs> and let's see. We, got, we go to the chat room real quick. Miss Scarlet, noise complaints, karaoke revolution, Optimus Prime, and Megatron singing "Endless Love." Oh. <laughs> now that's making my head hurt. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. This was in the chat from Miss Scarlet. Yes. I think I know who that is. I met her out of Rachel. She's really awesome. Yes, that's who that is. Yes, she was in my um, anime back in the day. I thought it was either that or the anime horror stories panel, and she was fantastic people. So, hi, Miss Scarlet. You rock. Wonderful. And she'll probably she'll catch that. And she'll be um she'll say something back. Hopefully, oh, she will. And she's going to post a photo on the Facebook page. That's going to that's that's going to probably get end up put on the um on our Facebook wall now. <laughs> oh, okay. The security guys will tell you no, and they will throw you out and escort you off the premises. You're not going to get a refund. They don't care if you have nowhere to go. Maybe those two phone calls should include you in on the problems you were causing. I guess this person misnumbered or deleted one because we go from four to six. Acting like you own the hotel. 
These are the people who think they paid X dollars for their con badge and Y dollars for their room. They're entitled to do whatever and whenever they want. Here are some of the most ridiculous and not, not an inclusive list of shit that has happened. Taking your clothes off and running down the hallways. Wearing full- That sounds like a room party gone bad. <laughs> I'd or- say we set up little uh, fishing, fishing wire traps for those kind of people. Th- that sounds like somebody that's really drunk at a room party. No, that, it, it sounds like a room party and a bunch of girls at a convention playing some sort of truth or dare or some shit like that. Strip cards against humanity. There, it, it, um, there was strip apples to apples in one of my room parties. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah, that's happened. Yes. <laughs> Wearing full homestuck body paint and jumping in the pool and hot tubs. Oh, ew. Logic. It doesn't why do work you think so, some people. Why do you think so many hotels close the pool now with conventions? That shit's going to get in the fucking filter and ruin a goddamn system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then guess who's going to get charged for those damages? Mm-hmm. Those asshole in the homestuck body paint. Nope. It won't no, be a person home. Yep. that's in the hotel at that time. Yep. I like my idea better. Well, I like that idea better too, but unfortunately, I like that idea too. Especially if I know the person, I will sing like a bird. Screaming. Like, don't you have a footage? You know, security footage, cameras anywhere? <clears throat> but anyway, go on. Screaming kawaii at random people. Kawaii. Camping out in the hotel. Hey, no. Leaboos, <laughs> oh why you do this? Camping out in the hotel restaurant and not ordering anything, which is just as bad as camping out in the hotel restaurant bringing your own food. Oh, why they hate people that. People do that too. They yes. do. They totally. They, they <laughs> happens and it's just bad. It sucks. <laughs> I remember, very I, I remember GobbleCon when me and Mako came back from IHOP. I was a little paranoid at first because I don't know if they were going to let us sit in the lobby and eat, and eat our food, but there were other people in the lobby eating their food, and they didn't say anything. I'm like, okay, fine with me. Well, yeah, but we were in the lobby. We True. weren't in their restaurant area. Mm-hmm. E. Running through a wedding reception and in a different ballroom while shouting "Hetalia!" Oh my god! Oh, for fuck's sake! Well, that reminds me of a certain um, Hetalia incident. I heard this happen in Boston. I think. Oh, totally. Yeah, if, it, if it's the one about the memorial, it totally did. Yeah, is this also known as the AB incident? No, okay. no, no. Mine is different, but this, this is this is a, a photo shoot. You're doing it wrong. Yes, this also, it's, it's a good story of that. I just know the the meat and potatoes of it. This also falls under common sense. You know, has it? We all like to do photo shoots. There was a Italia photo shoot at the Holocaust Memorial. Of, oh in, my god, there's no uh, way this could the be. Common, in the common, yeah, it was a really, really sh- a display of bad taste. What made it wor- Not using logic. What made it worse, it was the cosplayers who were cosplaying Germany, and they had the full um, cosplay with the, with the patches. You know, yeah. There are some things in this world you don't do, and that's one of them.
Yes, and to um, and as EMP Maniac says in the chat room, yes, that one. Yes, that one. DDR yeah. says bad taste, very bad taste. Yes, just completely legit and just completely in the worst taste possible. Just there was absolutely no no logic or foresight in that. It's I don't even know what could have possessed somebody to do that. <sighs> People don't think. <clears throat> Smashing a brand new TV in one of the rooms. Yeah, because you're a fucking rock star and you can get away with that. No, this is why you leave your Wii at home. Huh. Sex in the lobby while in cosplay. Because it's okay as long as you're not in cosplay. That I can't believe. I can't believe it even happened. Like, why? Like, people, why you do this? Why? If I was, if I exhibitionism, was, people are into that shit. I was get a fire extinguisher and just spray them down with it. That'll no, make them stop. no, 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 no. I will stand there with my with my phone recording it, shouting "World Star" in the background. Okay. <laughs> I can't tell you. How, it's not just conventions, though. People mm-hmm. do that shit all over the place. Exactly. Yeah. The last I, in I, the I, last two weeks, I've posted two different clips on my Facebook. One with a couple having sex in the water at a beach with people surrounding them. And somebody's just taping it. And there's a group of people just watching them. And as soon as they're done, they start cheering. And then the other one I posted is um, on a subway in Japan. Oh, I saw that one. The guy is the guy's getting a blowjob in the subway. And the only thing covering them is a, a jacket. And she's just giving him a blowjob right then and there on the subway. Well... You know what you should do for that couple is, is having sex in full cosplay? Have, find someone who's cosplaying as Mike Nelson with the two prop Tom Servo and Crow robots and just have them riff on them. C3K it, yes. Just tape that shit and put it on the internet. And play, and ha- and play music from their anime in the background. Exactly. I honestly think it's one thing if it's like, okay, it's at night and it's on the beach or it's at night and it's in Central Park or it's at night and it, it's kind of like that risk of getting caught. But like you're not knowing, instead of just like doing it in front of everyone, and I, I don't, I don't know. Everybody, everybody has their own thing, though. There's certain levels, you know. But there, but there is a certain. Just there's logic, and I, I don't know. You don't do it at a convention. No. I mean, as much as much as these conventions want to try and do the whole like family friendly thing, obviously it's not going to be family friendly. But you don't have sex in front of the like you don't have sex in the lobby you don't have you don't have sex in the back of the rave at the con you just don't do it you've seen that too oh oh, who hasn't oh wow miss scarlet just came up with a really good one it's up there with my Mike Nelson idea. Have someone cosplay as Tommy Wiseau from The Ruins. Like, so anyways, how is your sex life? How's your sex life? Oh, don't worry about it. My hat is off to you. Good. Just walk up to me and go, oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only thing we'll put the Mike Nelson thing over is they actually built a baking soda and vinegar bomb. Mm. I'm cosplaying as Lisa for like some random con now. I, 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 you are tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> you know they have midnight showings of that movie in Lo- in Manhattan. 
I was going to go. There was actually one here in Bethlehem last last Friday night, and we were going to go, but then we decided not to. We did other stuff instead. But yeah, it's it it happens. It's su- such a bad movie, but I love it so much because it's just that bad. <laughs> Here's one: setting up an art table in the middle of the lobby. She didn't get an artist alley table and was mad about it. Oh, oh bitch, bitch, bitch. If you you can't get an artist alley table, ask a friend to sell your wares. How hard is that? Give them a cut of the the proceeds and you're all... Adam, that that is reason and logic. Logic does not exist for some of these people. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. And furthermore, art probably wasn't that good anyway. Mm. I've seen seen some really bad... I've seen some really shitty artwork. Well, there are a lot of reasons why people don't get artist alley tables. Not just because that they run out. It is art quality, but it's also depending on what they're doing. I mean, if most of their stuff is legit copy, like copyright problems, they're not going to let you have a. They're not going to let you have a table. There's a potential legal issue. Like they, they will. I mean, there's there's going to be a problem with that. Again, a lot of things that people who go to cons don't realize. Much like they don't realize that if you jump into the pool with your homestuck body paint on and cause damages, the convention that you apparently love attending is possibly going to be having an issue negotiating contracts at that hotel in the future. Yep. Probably one. Re- well, I'm not going to get into that. Anywho, let's move on to the next one. Pulling the fire alarm at 3 o'clock in the morning and forcing an evacuation. This person was prosecuted. We caught them on tape. This has happened to me... This has happened Several tw- times. This has happened uh, twice. Every convention. This has happened twice. Once, I ended up having... I, was, I, I actually had to leave the hotel. The second time, I was in the rave, and I didn't even know what happened. I mean, there have been a couple. Uh, there have been a couple of conventions where you find out, oh, somebody pulled the fire alarm. Oh, somebody oh, yeah, was stupid. Oh, they opened a door they shouldn't have opened. MMS Next and Magfest were like two for me when that happened. And smoking in the hallways, smoking in the hotel rooms, and not doing anything to stop the smoke from going anywhere. Smoking weed in the, in the, in the stairwell. Yeah, that too. Uh huh. About manga next, you know he's permanently banned from 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 manga. Yeah, and anime next. I know. Yeah. Wait, who is? Some somebody that we know. Oh. Yeah. And as DDR Bill says, um, Capticon after the Omni. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Omni! Oh my God, that was the only time I ever went to Capticon. The hotel was amazing, but yes, <laughs> they, they they couldn't handle us. And Mooney Girl goes anime next. Yeah. Hennessy's like, did you hear about the fire? I'm like, I was in the rave. I don't know what happened. And he's starting to spaz because he's staff. And I said this, look at it this way. If it doesn't appear in the paper, you're good. Now, the anime next one last year, luckily I had my keys on me and my car was right there. So I just went out in my car and sat in my car, listened to music. Everybody else is sitting around, freezing their asses off. <laughs> Hi. And the last one here. A cosplay photo shoot that went out of control with photographers physically fighting with each other in the lobby. 
I have yet to hear about this. I, I am quite intrigued about that, though. That shit is going to happen because it's coming down to the fact where if you if you ask somebody for a picture, you start taking a couple of pictures, and a couple more people are going to show up. Then, especially if you're doing a photo shoot with somebody, and then you got people who want to take a picture. They show up with the SLR, and then they show up with like three assistants, and they turn this little section that you're taking pictures of somebody into an impromptu photo booth. You don't. No. People have no shame. It's like insane. What the heck? I just want my camera and a nice flash. I don't need anything else. If I need anything else, I'm going to set up an appointment with this person at a different time for a nice setup for photos. Done. And another note here, which in turn, even though this is about the fandom, this note here pretty much turned this whole thing towards the Homestuck fandom. One more note. Our manager is really upset about the amount of cleanup required after the Homestuck cosplayers we had last year. Bathrooms and bathtubs were covered in gray body paint and the pool and hot tubs had to be drained and cleaned because some of them thought it was a quick way to get it off. Man- oh, you- oh, wow. Manager is thinking about putting in the contract with the con that they have to ban Homestuck cosplay to prevent this in the future. I, I have not drunk this Homestuck Kool-Aid yet, and I think I'm kind of a better person for not. I don't know. Good. You and me both. Good. I don't know. I think I'm going to eventually... Maybe in the next couple of weeks, sit down and actually read Homestuck and find out what the hell everything is about. I'm going to throw you a life preserver so I can pull you back. Just I'm morbidly curious. I really am, I have to say. I don't know. I mean, a lot of people I know really, really like it. But of those people that I know that really, really like it, none of them are assholes. Same here. It's the younger generation, but then there's still some that are just as bad. And here's Miss Scarlet with the jokes. What do you call a homestuck gathering of cosplayers? I don't know. Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh. Dump bump. Dump bump. Well, it's kind of true. Well, honestly, I can I can say the same thing about Hitalia. I mean, like, hey, I like that series. I really do. It's the fandom that has its, you know cringe-worthy moments. Which, if you notice, that fandom has really calmed down a lot. It really has, and it, the, the same thing was there with, like, the FMA fandom. When, when a series was new, you have all, like, the random fans. You have the, the, the Narutar. It's back mm-hmm. in, like, two, 2005, 2006. Once a series kind of gets on, it's the true fans that stick with it, and they're, they're kind of, they're more chill. Yeah, and even... But everything has that, that phenomenon, that, that big, like, just rabid initial fandom. Like the bronies? Yes. Like the bronies. I mean, like, there, there's bronies that are just, like, really rabid, too. I mean... See, but here's the difference, though, as I see it. You have all these fandoms. You have that 5% of the fandom that lose their shit. The other 95% is like, chill. We understand. We got this. We will take care of them. And that's what generally usually happens. Repeated hits over the head. Like, you don't do this. Homestuck fandom. That 5%... That's the bet. It's actually the common sense with the ones that will try to corral the other 95 from acting all retarded and crazy, you know? It's like if, yeah. if they get yelled at, they're like, more. And you're like, really? Yeah. So that that's pretty much, you know. Let's see, what is this? Okay, good. Make sure what that is. All right. So, I mean, 
and I have people on my on my Facebook defending the Homestuckers, which I understand. But it's kind of hard to defend when it's one against the universe, whereas with other fandoms, it's the universe against one saying, we got this in check. I mean, they already, they already stirred up shit with the Sailor Moon fandom when they did the Sailor Moon Homestuck hybrid cosplay. And when the new anime comes back, you know what's going to happen. So There's going to be a lot of crossover. There's going to be a ton of crossover. Yes, and I think that's to the point where I'm just going to hide underneath the rock and start taking pictures of, of, the, of the fights and everything and all of that and just post it, you know. We can all be like the Sailor Moon cosplay hipsters where I'm like, Ugh. I had my first Sailor Moon cosplay in 1998 when like none of you guys were like even out of diapers yet. Like exactly. it was totally not mainstream. <laughs> with with my PBR in one hand and my Moon Scepter on the other, you know, it's like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a gigantic ass wool scarf in the middle of August. <laughs> exactly. Now that we got that out the way. We have what we, I like to call cons gone wrong. On our list here are seven conventions that you may have heard of. And there has been issues behind the scenes that may have caused problems with the fans, the fandom, or people in the industry. Take it as you will. And as DDR Darla Bill goes, Sailor Moon Hipsters. Yep, that's who we are. All right. Now, now, first convention is Icon. Now, Icon is known as Island Con. It's one of the longest-running sci-fi fantasy conventions on the East Coast. It's also on Long Island, and it was at, I believe, it was at a SUNY school. I think it was Stony Brook for one year, or it's been up there for yeah, the Stony Brook. Yeah, yeah, and it was at another location for one year. But other than that, it's, it's at this one college campus for 30 years. And I'm like, you've been on a college campus for 30 years. Ain't it time to move? But they did. They moved to Hofstra University. Then the announcement popped up saying, due to, it, due to um, money with um, Hurricane Sandy, they were not able to have the con this year. And Icon was the same weekend as PonyCon, Zenkai, and PAX East. Now, as I've read about this, little anonymous ninjas started sending stuff my way. One thing in particular, it was the reason why Icon didn't happen was not because of Hurricane Sandy, but because Hofstra University charged too much money. They wanted a higher price. I can understand since Hofstra is a private university and Stony Brook is a state college. I can kind of say that. Now, from one of my ninjas here, he says a story of that this has happened. I have staff saying that Icon's on hiatus, not because of Sandy. Instead, they are running into financial trouble. For the past years, I have suspected fishy things of how they handled their money. A couple of years ago, while trying to pay for a table, the vendor had claimed to have lost the check. And when the contract got involved, no action was taken. Weird, isn't it? Financial trouble is the fact that the venue move. Rule number one in choosing a venue is let, is let one lure you in. That is where the trouble begins. 
But the fact of being on hiatus is one of the things that's been bothering me. They say because of Hurricane Sandy. How is it that an event five months going to affect from a storm? I was at another event the weekend after Sandy, and the event was not canceled, even though the venue didn't get power the day of the show. Neither was AUSA the following weekend. I don't understand why the organizer can't speak the truth. There are talks of an Icon 32, but the question is when. Then again, the talks do have to go on. If the organization doesn't do anything, it then becomes a dead corp in New York State. Now, I can understand that if, if Hurricane Sandy causes a problem, I can understand there's going to be issues. But if a con is like five months in past the convention and the venue is good to go and it doesn't happen, you're saying because of that, people want to look at you funny. Thoughts, perceptions, people? No, it's, it's definitely true. I mean, living where I live, the things around here really got hit hard with Sandy stuff. I mm-hmm. mean, the shore isn't, like, the, the boardwalk isn't complete yet. Um, some of the stores are still running around. But even the ones that closed down moment, like, partially they're all open again and they were open as soon as they could be so for a convention to say like for five months in advance say oh we're not going to have it because of sandy i mean especially some yes new york was affected but mm-hmm. not necessarily it, 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 i'm not seeing where they were affected True. That it needed to be postponed. So, I mean, it does just sound like an excuse. And a very, very bad one. Honestly, one of the things I can talk to is is how a, a poor hotel contract can actually really, really hurt your event. Okay. I... I, I, I was I was witness to this. I don't know if I, if I actually want to mention the convention uh, name or not. You know, it's, up, but, it's your call. If um, it, it, it doesn't exist anymore anyway, but I don't want to you know bring anything else onto it. Mm-hmm. But poorly you know, having a, having poor negotiations on on your hotel venue can definitely kill your budget. If uh, a lot of hotels, well, of course that they will have the whole provision. If, if you don't, you know, if, if it's a hotel and you don't fill your room space, you have to pay for the convention space and X and X Y Z. So I've I've witnessed that, and it this a situation. I haven't gone to Icon. I, the, the big sci-fi con I go to is Eurasia. But just the way that this sounds, it sounds like a bad contract negotiation, just from what I'm hearing here, and that really can hurt you. And it, it is I, I find it best just to be honest about stuff, be transparent about it. Hmm. Plus, you're not giving a whole lot of credit to relief workers or people who want to rebuild if you're saying you know that far in advance that, yeah, we're not going to be able to hold this thing, or we're not going to be able to pull it off. Like, in like five or six months that people would just stop rebuilding altogether. Yeah. And with that time, if there were... I mean, honestly, if you're going to lie to the people, at least be more creative, be more believable. That's the way I look at it. I mean, everybody does have their reasons. Like, I, I, again, I don't know. I don't go to this convention. I don't know their reasons. But it just it, it does sound to somebody who's you know was seen the whole contract negotiation stuff. It doesn't seem like it was based on what they're saying it was based off of. Mm. 
Okay, and now we have another con we have here called AkiCon. This falls under the category of, you know what? I hate that con. My friends hate that con. We staff that con. We hate that con. We hate how it's run. We're going to run our own con and make it better than yours. With blackjack and hookers? No blackjack nor hookers. Not necessarily the best thing to do. People underestimate what goes into running a con a lot of times. Yes. Gotta love revenge cons. Yes. I've been to one, and it was really good, and they've been around for a few years. But I think at this point, they've kind of, it's not really a revenge con anymore. It's like they they do their own thing. And don't forget you have people who, 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 who have kids who are so spoiled that they create a con just for them. The fuck? Tendoku Con. <laughs> I don't think I've been to that one. This was a con at the Philly Convention Center about five, six years ago. This this woman creates a con for her daughter because she couldn't go to Otakon. It was really bad. The con- convention hours were from 6 a.m. to midnight. Dealer's room opened at 6 a.m. Okay. That's freaking ridiculous. Makes no sense. And, and Do you speak it? There was not enough security, so homeless people were wandering around in the convention center. Um, if you didn't have the money to buy a badge, you could borrow one from somebody, made a photocopy, showed the badge, and gone right in. Huh. Yeah. There's a reason why that con only happened once. So, anywho. We've had drunks wandering around Otakon a couple years. Yeah, but they weren't in the convention center. Hmm. That's the difference. Now, this con is called AkiCon. AkiCon started a few years ago because they want a revenge on SakuraCon. It started when the AkiCon founders were upset about the policies of vending room requirements, mostly due to bootlegs being sold at their table. A few years ago, they then wrote a letter to SakuraCon staff that they're going to run their own convention and they can make their own rules and mention about competing the con, whatever that means. At first, AkiCon was going to be the same weekend as SakuraCon. That's the one thing you never do. Put it the same weekend as a convention you're trying to get revenge on? Yeah. yeah, that's that's intelligent. I can understand if you're across if you're across the country or in a different a few states away, this different area. I can understand, but if you're trying to do a revenge con 15 minutes down the road, yeah, good. Yeah, luck I mean, re- really, if you're gonna try and have it on the same weekend and you're only 15 minutes away, which convention do you think people are gonna go to? The established one with the established reputation, the established. Yep. Word of mouth. The one that has the money to get the guests. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to hear your best friend as a guest of honor at your convention. Mm-hmm. Now, at first, okay, they la- they then later decided to have it at a different time of the year. I guess that was a smart thing to do. I have heard that the event was poorly run since the con is just revenging Sakura Con. And cons that try to revenge another con is just not going to work. But if you want to get involved with the drama, why not join the AkiCon staff? Yeah. 
Next up is BronyFest. We only have basic brief information about this convention. Pretty much, they screwed one of the um, one of the, the guests over. There are things you don't do, and that is screwing over our guest. That will get you blacklisted in the industry when it comes to guests. Yeah, they all talk. Mm-hmm. And they know, like, they'll talk and say, oh, yeah, this convention's really good with how they handle guests. If they ever call and say anything about you, definitely say yes, go. Mm-hmm. If we go- so if you've, yeah, if you've got a convention where they either don't pay you or the, they screw you out of a room or whatever, whatever it is, people are going to know. Yep. Now, if we go to the chat room real quick, we see a brief conversation between uh, Miss Scarlet and P Maniac. Miss Scarlet mentions AM2 versus AX back in 2011, and the spoiler was that it ended poorly for AM2. Duh. Mm-hmm. And Raging Air goes CaliCon. Yeah, there's a lot of conventions in California. Just as there are one too many basketball teams. Oh. Well, there was talk of the Golden State Warriors going to Seattle, but what else? But I think that they got I think they got shot down. But anywho. Next up is Anime Los Angeles. And let me pull up this email. Now as we are told, Anime Los Angeles, the con is run by some creepy dude. It seems that he gave out rides to minors who live four hours away and let them stay over at his house. Mind you, he is married. That's not creepy at all. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it seems that um, they have a lack of respect for the fans and the independent press and bloggers and that there are no such thing as press badges. One outlet known as Cosplay Nation can validate this. Yeah, that's the one thing you want to do. Tell a press outlet um, there are no such thing as press badges. I can understand if it's a small convention. Yeah. Like, the one that's happening this weekend is a very, very small convention, and the badges were pre-sell only five bucks. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if they don't have press, I completely understand that. But when you're trying to compete with, like, really big conventions, you you, you can't blacklist everybody in press and say, no, screw you. And when you're trying to deny press, don't say you can't, you're not, you're denied press, I'm sorry. And you can't give a reason? Shh, mm-hmm, right. I can, I mean, even if it's a small con, if you're going to get, if you want press, if you want to give them a discount price on tickets, I can understand that. There are some cons where you have to pay the full amount the first year, and as long as you're, and when you're, and you're a returning get, uh, presser, you are comped years afterwards. Cats kind of did that for a bit. Still, you treat the press people like dicks, and they won't be nice to you on their uh, reviews. Again, everything gets around. The convention circuit is very incestuous. It really is. I mean, I th- maybe that's not the best term to use, but it really is. Everybody does talk. A lot of people are in the same circles, so you do have to tread carefully. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, and to go to the chat room real quick, Hockey Comment said there was Sacramento Kings, not uh, Golden, not the other team. Whatever. Okay, now we got that. Um, Warriors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a lot of unsavory partying. 14th floor reeked of pot. Even the staff knew about this and really didn't care. The contrary did nothing. And drinking in the lobby started at 6 o'clock with underage kids. In the morning or the afternoon? Evening. Yeah, underage, that's that's just not cool, guys. Really? It's, yeah. Especially in the lobby. And you mean to tell me the hotel's not doing anything? Anywhere, but just saying, like... And to reference back to Miss Scarlet, she goes, I think Aresia's fair. Pay before you play. Refund if you get coverage. And Amazement does the same thing, which I say is is um far and far, far fair to me, you know? Let's see. Now, some of us have like that one con at the end of the year that's like the fuck con where, you know, this is the con we go to the blow off our steam, relax, and just have a good time. But you're still part of the fandom regardless. Now, th- this con attracts a crowd that's not into the anime, the video games. They're just there to get wasted, which I would assume just to get wasted and get laid. Oh, yeah, that too. The con is known for having cosplayers not buy a badge and take photos in the poolside. A lot of well-known cosplayers were doing this. And no one got drop kicked into the pool? That's unusual. And the next one pretty much may correlate back to the Tumblr uh, post. The, um, there was an incident of a homestuck cosplayer in the tub. Five-figure damages. The hot tub needed to be redone. Ouch. Yeah. Wow. Very not cool, guys, really. A ton of nepotism. The con has a gallery of cosplayers, and it's usually the same cosplayers shown, and that's pretty much is it. The ch- it seems that the con chair is known in the area to be overbearing and to micromanage people. Telling other people how to write their con reports doesn't listen to anybody. Makes up uh, excuses. If I write a, a review and a conscious coming back to me saying I should do this, this, and that, I will update my con report with what the con chair said, quote unquote, with the emails. I'm like, no, you don't tell me how to write my reports. Now. It seems that you could be a music guest at this convention if you blatantly blog on your um if you blog on your deviant art about killing yourself on the property. That's weird. Wow. I'm on I'm, I'm getting like all skeptical about this. Like, I actually want to see like proof of that but, but but that's just me. I'm just a skeptic. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? It sounds like a like that. It sounds like just butthurt to me like I'm going to mm-hmm. want to see proof. I mean, the whole concert, the, the overbearing, I can kind of see that, you know, but I can kind of see that. I'm sure convention. it happens. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. absolutely sure that happens. Unfortunately, I've never worked for a comic the concert was overbearing, like never. But maybe, again, I don't know where the feedback's coming from. I don't know the situation. So it's, it's my, it's in my nature to be skeptical of it. Yep. Now we, now we have Anime Expo. Well, it seems there's been a steep decline in the past five years. 
and I already know that they've already put the screws to their dealers because I used to work for a guy who did dealing out on the out there. And for when he told me the entire everybody got screwed, and they and the following year they were still trying to get people to to come to the AX and to hawk their wares, even up to like maybe a week before the con, saying we still have space. Well, Anime Expo screwed themselves over big time when they moved their convention. I mean, yes, they moved it to a much bigger place so that they could have more people in it, but the closest hotel room is over a mile away. Mm. So, it's going to cause problems. And you want to be as close to the convention center as possible. I can understand that. But sometimes, you know, I guess if that's the best that they can work with at the time, you know, other than that, kind of find something a little bit better, you know. It seems that with AX, guest relations were known to labeling the cosplayers as industry guests. (laughs) Unless, unless you're actually there, like as like a booth bay or whatever for an industry. I mean, like I did mm-hmm. that one year for Funimation at yeah. New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Like we were actually there with Funimation cosplaying. Like yes, and in that case, yes, but without any kind of logical explanation, I don't understand why they would do that. And now, one thing that AX is doing, which I'm starting to see with a lot of conventions. Panels and programming have nothing to do with anime itself. What what kind of panels? Like, is it now, some sort of like geek fandom? Like, yes. are they? I mean, like, like in twenty twelve, they had a Darth Vader versus Superman panel, a Homestuck panel, and two MLP panels. And some people had to fight to get like to get their anime panels listed. I don't know about that. A lot of conventions are doing multi-genre panels now because it's bringing different people into the convention itself. Exactly. Different people with more money, I guess. If you're going to do that and you're you're billing your your convention as an anime convention or you're billing it as a 501c3 not-for-profit educational for a specific, for like Japanese culture – then reserve 10% of your panel spaces for different, you know, d- d- different things that branch out. But you, you really need to maintain your core if you're going ex- to ex- want to maintain a tax system status. That, that's, exactly. that's what I'm thinking. Exactly. Like that one year when, um, when Katsukon announced when it, for the masquerade, the masquer- all the com- entries in the masquerade had to be anime-based. Nothing no other fandom was allowed to compete, which I can kind yeah. of understand. Not even video games? I, I used to run that rule at Anime Boston uh, back in the day, so... You, uh, to me, keep it anime. Video game inspired by anime. If it's other fandoms, keep it very <laughs> minuscule to what your skit is. If it's the whole skit, then mm, I can't see that, no. It kind if, it of was, yeah, if it was Japanese-oriented, like, the one thing that I was actually toying with was, should we allow, like, like, like Japanese traditional, like, costumes and things like that? But, um, fortunately, I never had anybody request to do that. It was all Japanese-oriented origin video games such as, like, your, your Final Fantasies and things like that. And then, of course, anime. But I turned down an Avatar group one time. And I love Avatar. Huge fan. 
but it did. It just did not fit, fit with us. We were a 501c3 educational not not nonprofit group that is promoting the the furthering of Japanese animation and culture, and it just didn't fit with the mission. Mm-hmm. So, and as as the manager of that of that event, I that was my call. So, fair enough. Fair enough. And due to the time, we're going to have to kind of cut out uh, the next cause so we can kind of cover this. And I think this, this what we're going to cover here, is the, is, is the sole basis of this podcast. And I need my music. <laughs> oh, shit, he's going off the handle again. Ah, uh, no. There is a convention called Anime Land Wasabi. Oh, they were recently um, brought brought a lawsuit against them by Funimation Entertainment for for the long story short of them knowing about bootleg merchandise at their convention and not doing anything about it, despite Funimation telling them uh, you gotta do something about that. That's bad. Come on, Yeah, th- th- we we did a, a basic coverage of this. We've actually had friends and a staffer cover this convention. It was really bad. I mean, if I had to t- flip a coin between Emmyland, Wasabi, and Florida anime experience, I'd go to Florida. Yeah. Now, and the whole the whole thing with Emmyland Wasabi is it it just seems so. I don't know. It's like it, it, it's almost like a vendetta. The whole thing. Okay, Marco, would you like to cover this? Uh, sure. And let me get um, let me get you some music. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. We can have music. Um, the big thing is, um, we like. A couple months, a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, um, Anime Land Wasabi basically said, "Oh, um, we've got issues with Funimation and uh, Nandesucon, which is another convention in Colorado, and Wasabi Anime, which is a completely different anime convention um, in and of itself." And just a lot of back and forth, back and forth, and then all of a sudden you hear, oh, they're all suing me. And so that was basically where it was left off. And then all of a sudden, Anime Land Wasabi, their whole entire website, um, basically became a statement against their lawsuits. And I say lawsuits, quote-unquote, because the only thing that we can, like, that's been official right now is Funimation. So if you go to their website, it's AnimeLynnWasabi.com. The whole thing is basically just somebody, one of the staffers, uh, basically telling their side of the story and how these three companies, Funimation, Nandesukan, and Wasabi Anime are so against them and they're not doing anything wrong and um, just different things like that, trying to get their side out, which obviously if you read this is very, very one-sided. 
And it would have been fine at that. You want to do something like that, that's fine. But at the very bottom, they ended up posting a screenshot from their forums, which is basically one of their staffers uh, commenting back. Hmm? The guy's name is that guy in the hat. Yeah, Yeah, that guy in the hat. Um, He's basically commenting back to other people that have commented on the forum about this post and about the lawsuit. And he's basically going off on them. And like, I can understand you want to stick up for yourself and say stuff, but um, this is a this is a staffer for the convention. What an excellent deduction! But you're no Sherlock Holmes, so don't quit your day job. Um, let's see. Oh, there's plenty of motive. You're just too blind to see it, as it almost uh, as it almost everyone else who is pro NDK. Uh, I'm just trying to like go through this. Um, they refused to move to a different location because it would cost them the one thing they treasure the most: money. Jeez. And I mean, this is a this is a staffer. This is a staffer actually replying to people that commented on their forums. Now, mind you, on their website, what they wrote is their press release. Now. If I'm going to release, if I'm going to do a press release, before I post it on the website, you sure as hell better believe that I am going to pass it to Mako and Ari and anybody else on the staff to make sure it is correct. As you can see, this person just wrote what came to his head and just put it out because of all the grammatical errors and mistakes. Yeah, there. I mean, just reading this is like if you were to get really 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 pissed off at somebody and just go off and start talking to them and not even censor yourself and this is on the front page of their website now on their facebook um somebody wrote to them and basically said i'm very unimpressed with some of your staff while talking on your forums, a very rude moderator who goes by the handle, that guy in the hat, decided to ban me. And it goes on to say basically that there are things that shouldn't be said by staffers and it's not right. So Anthony Land messages back, well, thank you to bringing this to our attention. We'll fix this. Sorry for any inconvenience. Well, all of a sudden, I guess the form in question just disappeared Mm. and then um, very shortly after that somebody comes back on and says "Um, parts of the discussion have been removed from the forum but guess what I have caches of the pages and screen caps so here you go Um, and then somebody comes back and says uh, that that the entire thread was removed and now it's a new thread for the same topic. And then Anime Land comes back and says, oh, we just saw that. We're trying to figure out what happened. Thank you, guys, and sorry for the trouble. And then comes back and says, oh, the thread was meant to be locked um, so that an official feedback thread could be opened, and we'll put the original thread back up. And so you're going back and forth with these people going, well, 
why did you do this and what's going on and why can't you, like, why is this person not being censored? And by this whole thing, it's like, oh, well, we're just taking this lawsuit seriously and we love our fans and we love our attendees, so please don't believe everything you read. Mm-hmm. And we don't stomp our attendees. All of you are valued individuals. I'm sorry, but if a staffer is going to talk to me on the forums like that, and then you're going to try and cover it up on your Facebook, and the, it's not like it's covered up. The screen cap is on their website as if nothing happened at all, and it's perfectly okay to have that up. Now, that person in question that's doing all of this, his name is Bew Dufresne. He has forum names called The Guy in the Hat and Tunuki. Now, I was sent a presentation that kind of broke down what's going on and what he's trying to pull. It says, he is trying to claim insulting posts to his own attendees and libelous posts about NDK on, on AW's forums were a different person, but they weren't. Here's proof. What Sock it, puppeting. Yes. See, now, here, here, here's my thing. If I am going to go on somebody on another forum to run my mouth and to start shit, I will not. I'll make sure that all the the pertinent information does not match up with on the normal forum. And I'm also going to try to change my style of typing. But eventually, you will get caught because you can you can trace via host names. There's no about changing that unless you go to a, a cafe or something like that. Whatever. Now. See if I can zoom in here and here we go. Now, on one forum, which is the Enemy Land Wasabi uh, forums, his custom title is Supreme Gaming Veteran, and his personal text is Master of Mega Man. Okay, m- more power to you, I suppose. Now, and also, let's see if I'm looking at this correctly. Yeah. Also, it has information where it has his email address. Um, and his gamer tags. Now, if you as as I'm going through this, I'm reading um some more information about about what he's been saying. Like someone goes, "What really makes this difficult to swallow?" And I'm sorry for bringing this up. Is the grammar of the announcement? Somebody's like, "If you were saying you waited about a month and a half before the statement comes out, the shifting the blame, and it's bad spelling." And the person goes, I almost stopped reading it. Non-Descon is assisting fu- is assistant Funimation. And this person goes, really? Really? So when did you become an English major? Oh, wait, let me speak in your native language. And he starts speaking in German. Huh. Now, if you go back to... Now, what I said about his information, that's on the NDK forums. Now, on the Anime Land forums... There's a picture of him and his information. Now, now on there, it, set, it has listed um, his website and his Twitter feeds and all the information, which pretty much coincide and match with, somewhat matches with his information on NDK. Because if you go to his gaming site, it says, Koku Gamer is now broken analog. Now, on the NDK forums, it says he is the CEO of Koku Gaming. Right. Some people just don't know how to uh, cover their tracks. Now that we get now, we move that out the way. 
and then we get information about the lawsuit. Pretty much, as Mako-chan put it, the law, the, uh, the guy behind Anime Land is trying to say, you can't file suit here. You weren't here. Let's try that again. Yeah, Funimation is filing the suit in Denver. Mm-hmm. So... Everything is have, have, has to go through there, except that they're suing one person. They're not necessarily suing the convention. They're suing the guy that basically owns the title and all of that. Mm-hmm. The title of the convention um, and the convention, I guess the convention chair, yes. he used to run his own, um, I guess, dealing company. And Take he did... Media. He did... Um, Basically, uh, I guess, copied stuff and made them as stickies and things for the car and decals and things like that. And it was in such a way that it was a direct copyright. And Funimation's cease and desist stuff has been going on since he was doing that. And now he's going to the convention and doing the whole convention thing, and it's not stopping. They're still finding not just either his stuff, but other dealers in his convention continuing on. And it's just been going and going and going. And um, this whole thing with uh, like who's being sued and all of that, basically they're saying that the convention and Desucon was um, like that they were never allowed to go there and um show off their own convention they never got a table they were never invited anything like that and then the one year that Nandesu Khan wanted to go to Anime Land Wasabi now everything's popping up so they're blaming Nandesu Khan and saying that Nandesu Khan must have had people from Funimation so that they could go in and spy on them Nandesu Khan is a spy for Funimation Seven centuries. Mm, pretty much. Yeah, so, I, so I mean, that's the whole issue with Nandesu Khan and like their combination with Funimation. And when the announcement went up um, on Anime Land Wasabi's uh, website, uh, Nandesu Khan actually posted something on their Tumblr and basically said, "Look, we're." We've been here for 17 years, and you know us, and we're not that kind of convention, and we're passionate about Colorado fan base, and other conventions, we've had, like, we've had tables at other conventions, and we do have a relationship with um, industry people like Funimation and Aniplex and Bondi and all of that, because they've been around for 17 years. And that they're a volunteer convention, so obviously they're not looking for money because they're a nonprofit. So they can't hold over money unless it's going to be put back into the convention. So it's not like they're a for-profit convention, say like Dragon Con. So they're like, well, we're surprised that these are even being levied at 
the convention and either other, other conventions and all of this and what's going on. And they didn't even know about the lawsuit until um, Funimation was tweeted on a court's record Twitter channel. That's how Nandesukan found out about this whole thing. So they had nothing to do with it. And we're like, we're, it's none of our business. We're not involved at all. And all we're doing is trying to make our convention the best convention that we can make it. So Anime Alone Wasabi is now basically bringing in a convention that really has nothing to do with it. And saying that they're spying for the enemy Funimation. So and how long before we can call these the anime was Lam Wasabi the bad guys and all this? From day one. Well, from day one. The whole thing is, um, Anime Land Wasabi, there is another convention called yep. Hmm? It's called it's part of Florida Anime Experience. It's it's, it's, it's parent company, if I'm not mistaken, is Wasabi Anime. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were the one that did the whole anime, gonna do the whole anime musical thing a couple years back and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, they've been around for a lot longer than Anime Land Wasabi, and Anime Land Wasabi is like, well, it's not like we stole the name. We didn't have anything to do with that name, and um, this is just a name that we came up with. Well, obviously, if everything in your name matches the name of a different convention out there, there's copyright issues. And also, uh, Tom Croom, the guy that's behind Wasabi Anime, has told this dude, "You can't ask him not to do this because he because he has Wasabi Anime. You got Wasabi Anime, Anime Land Wasabi. People are gonna think one and one is the same. That doesn't really work that way." And from my understanding. Room is going after this guy and pretty much going to wring his dirty little neck. Well, obviously, if they've already got one lawsuit against them for copyright issues, um, it's going to have everybody else that has copyright issues with this company to come mm -hmm. out and be a part of this lawsuit to say, hey, look, if they're doing it to them, look, they're doing it to us. Look, they're doing it to us. I mean, there's going to be, like, all of these companies now are going to look over Anime Land Wasabi with a fine-tooth comb and find out exactly what the hell is going on. Because, obviously, if there are copyright issues with Funimation, there's probably copyright issues with just about every other dealer and um, company out there. So I wouldn't be surprised if the next thing you're hearing is Viz looking into what's going on. I think it's getting to the point where I don't think Viz has to go really look per se because all it takes is one anime company to be like, yo, yo, fellas, come here, come here. You see what they're doing? Yo, we got to do something about this. Done. It's the same uh, goes, a, a little bit, yeah. Last month, um, like... Anime Land Wasabi and the whole Anime Land thing, they've been doing, um, like, trying to gather a lot more things together to try and branch out. Well, they had this one um, convention or one event was going to be Anime Land um, Maikiba. 
and they had to reschedule it for next year. Um, they didn't say exactly what was going on or why they had to schedule it, but it's posted on their Facebook, and there are people asking, well, I was going to go, and I already paid money, so how am I going to get that money back? Can I still get a refund? Where's a refund? And after that, nobody from Anime Land has talked on this forum at all. So nobody is finding out when they're going to get their money, how they're going to get their money, or anything like that. So obviously, there's miscommunication within Anime Land staff. And communication problems between staff and the convention and the convention goers. And it just seems like with all of this, they just don't care about the convention goers and that they're the ones that are um, only after one thing, which is money. Mm-hmm. Now, to go back to the uh, reference back to the chat room, we have a user there by the name of Rich and Creamy. He goes, independent attendees were reporting to Funimation. It was reported on the ACML email list as well. And I, and I believe I still have that thread saved in my inbox. I mean, it's not um, NDK trying to rat think on you. It's the eventual con attendees that were telling you, is this legit? You can't have this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it's one thing if you tell staffers and say, hey, look, they're selling bootlegs and there's issues. And it's one, it's one thing for staffers to go and say, all right, we're going to handle this, we're going to do something, and then they do something. There are a lot of conventions now that are really, really stomping out all of the um, copyright problems in their dealer's rooms. Mm-hmm. And then it's completely different when your owner is one of those people that has been having copyright issues and just doesn't care. And I've seen the legal ease of the court papers. And basically, looking at it, the Anime Land Wasabi answer to all of that was, well, there's no problem with it. I don't understand what the problem is. There's no problem. This is false. They're, they're, they can't do this. Hmm. <laughs> Some people. Yeah. Pretty much, I mean, there are hundreds of anime conventions in a year. And it's a given. Not a lot of them will run flawlessly. Some will have some issues and problems. It happens. There's a difference between not knowing what to do and seeing the problem and not giving a shit. And falling under not giving a shit is not giving a shit or just turning your back and be like, oh, it's fine, sweeping it under the rug. Because, you know, to be perfectly honest, as many anime conventions there are in this country, if one disappears, no one is really going to, no one's really going to notice, really, unless it's been around for a while. Yeah, I mean, conventions have been popping up, and they're going to come and go. Mm-hmm. 
And the ones that are going to stay are the ones that are not just... Um, they're they're not just dealing with the industry and making them happy, but they're making the staffers happy and they're making the convention goers happy. And the first thing to do with that is just to listen to the people going to your conventions. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if they're the ones pointing out problems, they're they're definite problems. But you know, like I said, the problem is, you know, that no, no, you know, you gotta have somebody in there that's, that's really proactive and that can see what's going on and be like, this is what we gotta do and this is what's gotta be done. Yeah, but you also have to have convention chairs that care. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if he's already had issues with copyright problems and has been getting cease and desist orders, he's not going to care that other people in the dealer's room are pulling exactly what he pulled. Because he's not going to see a problem with it. Yeah. Applejack, you, you've been in the fandom just as long as we have. You've staffed longer than we have i mean have you seen like any similarities or anything like that in your in your con staffing experience that makes you just want to hit the person with what a broke thunderbird bottle no i've definitely seen the issue of bootlegs come up at um probably about three of the conventions that i regularly staff i really did try to nip that in the butt right away because you do but you, you do want mm-hmm. to show respect to the industry and keep the industry happy absolutely yep. and one of the things that really that really just struck me that I fortunately have not seen with any of my the conventions that I've worked for is um, staffers going going on a forum and showing uh, improper decorum. I can't. I almost can't believe. I mean, I, I haven't. I've never been involved with this convention. I'm not as up to speed with this story as as a lot of you guys are. But I find it very shocking that somebody would go on a convention forum or post something on a convention webpage acting in the capacity of staff and not show the proper professionalism. You have to know when you are acting in the capacity of staff, you have a certain, you know, a certain sort of like a PR standard that you have to live up to. Mm-hmm. You're representing that convention. So it really, that, that blatant unprofessionalism really does shock me. I Again, I haven't seen any of the posts firsthand, so I'm just kind of going by, by what I'm hearing now. I would need to actually read them. But it, it doesn't necessarily surprise me, but it does, it does make me very unhappy that somebody would be in a staff capacity and, and speak in that manner. Agreed. Now, before we wrap things up, there was one more one more we wanted to cover. It's real quick. I don't see this under long lines of cons gone wrong, but this convention is doing a lot of good stuff. It's just a fuck-up that happened. We all know Anime Boston, correct? A yeah, little, but I've never been a there. Little, a little bit too well, about ten years of staffing, so... <laughs> <laughs> um... Well, there were one year. See, I didn't know this had happened until later that evening because I was working in the dealer's room at the time. It seems that there was a problem with registration one year, and pretty much the long and short was, if you were not on the line by eleven o'clock that morning, you were not you were not getting into the convention till about eleven o'clock that night. Thus, the term line con. Now, for, now, I had covered this in one of my early, early podcasts. 
what had happened was the, the registration head at the time had gotten sick and left the convention, but unfortunately did not leave proper information for the rest of the staffers on how to handle the lines and do this and do that. Thus, LineCon. There, um, there actually is 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 a bit more to that. Okay, that, well, yeah, um, and please and go for it. Yeah. Actually, I, I'm I'm more I more just wanted to you know clear things up here, but pretty much yes. is blown over by this point. But having you know been in, involved in that whole thing, there of course were a lot of things flying after the cons. So people had had misunderstandings of what actually had gone on. This was uh, in 2008, and um, Anime Boston normally had had their their registration in in the Sheraton. We always had the, the uh, registration in the ballrooms of the Sheraton. That was the year that the Sheridan was actually booked by another um, another conference, another gathering, at the time that we were having our events. So we, we were unable to actually book our normal registration space in, in the Sheridan. And what we had to do is we had to move registration into the Heinz. And so we first had to figure out the logistics of that and how we were going to get people to register in, in line and into where we had to give, give them their badges so they were able to go up to the other floors. So that was like the first like logistical nightmare there. And number two, at at that point, there was actually, um, we had moved from having a registration vendor. We had been building our own database for a while. And what we had wanted to do was we wanted to give the, we thought it would be faster if the attendees could enter their own name and kind of put their, their own information in a kiosk. Like they had the option to do that instead of just waiting for us to input it. So there was, you know, there these two options. And that that seemed to not really go over that that well. It was it didn't actually speed anything up. So between the whole logistics of having a much narrower space to to snake the lines through, the underestimating how much time it would have to have the, the self entry kiosks, having a limited number of kiosks, and also having a limited flow through the smaller registration room, that all kind of culminated into the whole line con of two thousand and eight. And yes, it it, it happened. There were people who waited in line t- eight to ten hours. Yes, it happened. I think at this point it was more important to figure out because it happened. What did we do to make it not happen again? Yes, it's a con. Things will get fucked up. Cons mostly are run. Of course, the cons that we're talking about are run by volunteers, nonprofits. So none of us are getting paid for this. We're doing this on our volunteer time. Some of us have have a full time job, like me, two two jobs. And we, we do this just because we, we love doing it. I think the most important thing to look at here is what, what did we do to fix it? So we realized that at that point in time, listen, there were enough people that were pissed that this had happened. The big challenge in 2009 was how to make it not happen again. Um, I don't know what any of your, um, your opinions are on that and as opposed uh, just to just look at not only the screw-up but as to what happened afterwards like how do you guys look at that personally i think that's an improvement because you you jumped on it you saw what the issue was and you fixed it so that that's that gets automatic pass in my book that's why i said you know you can't put this under cons gone wrong because this convention does exact does what it can to make things better you know um, one, and one of the reasons I had asked to speak about this was in 2009, I was asked, actually tasked. I was the assistant director of registration that year, and I was appointed to kind of fix this issue. So I'm like, okay, great. I'm going to try to fix LineCon. And um, I was I was just just the assistant uh, the assistant director. Our, our director did, you know, kind of push everything through. But I had tried to do what I could do and get the numbers together and um, – per- 
present to the executive staff a, a proposal to have a professional registration company come on board and and take over our registration. It was at the point where we were almost at 15,000 people. And once a con gets to a certain a certain capacity, it's you, you almost have to outsource that mm-hmm. to, to somebody else. You, you just don't have the resources to do it yourself. So what I had done was I did a number of, of meetings with this company from, from, from Brumall, Pennsylvania. They're right north of Philly. And we got a professional registration company on board. And that was how the lines in 2009 were down to at most an hour. Interesting. And it works because if you notice, a lot of, uh, new, a lot of conventions are, still, are, are doing that. They're getting an outside company to handle the registration. And I, I really think that at, at a point, like there's a point where you, you reach that capacity, you, you've reached critical mass, and you just have to, we just have to, to, to go and outsource that to something else, to some other, some other party. Now, right now, I'm trying to find um, the lyrics to uh, to LineCon. Yeah, on the, the the whole joke about LineCon, it actually happened. The the, the the masquerade started doing this um this sing along that that year, and the sing along number at the masquerade was still alive from the, the game Portal, <laughs> and uh, a, a number of attendees actually took them upon themselves to rewrite it into "Still in Line," and they posted it to our forums, and a, a bunch of us we did have a good laugh at it. So it was it was called "Still in Line." And it would have been archived on the Anime Boston forums right after 2008, which would have been early April, because the con was in late March that year. Yeah, and also, they're all. If Urban Dictionary has coined uh, line con as well. Oh my gosh! No way. Yes. Yes, it has. And let me pull it real quick. LineCon, this anime convention, also known as Anime Boston, AB, is known for the outrageously long lines, even with pre-registering. During AB and OA, people waited as long as four to five hours in line just to get in. As which why Anime Boston has been lo- dubbed LineCon, as if the entire convention was dedicated to waiting in line. Person one, Jesus, we waited five hours in line. Person two, dude, it's like LineCon, what do you expect? This was posted um, April 10th, 2008. I posted some of the lyrics in the chat. I remember a couple of them, just not the whole song. Oh, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Because you, you have to understand, if there's a problem with the con, it just takes one person to, like, say, F this, and then everybody else is just going to just feed off of that. Are there people who are still in line? Yeah. Wait, what? The thing is, at that point, Anime Boston had been going since 2003, so mm-hmm. you know, we had pretty well been established. So even like one year with a screw-up, some people might let it pass. But the thing is, you cannot screw up two years in a row. Exactly. There, there was a lot of pressure going on in 2009. I definitely felt it, and it was it was very fortunate when everything worked out. I mean, it was just such a weight off our backs. Yeah, unfortunately, even with one screw-up, some conventions just can't recover from it. They, they like, may not have been as Gobble-Con. well established. I mean, let's, let, uh, let's not get into GobbleCon. <laughs> I think we should save that for next week because I'm starting to see a trend of people that are saying, this is my, my thing. I understand some cons have problems and issues. 
But if you're saying, oh, this con wants X amount of money, the con sucks, fuck that, I'm going to this con. So let me get this straight. You're not going to this convention, which is not too far from you, because it sucks. You can't give me any reason besides the fact that it sucks, but you're going to spend an exuberant amount of more money to travel to this convention instead. I can understand you're traveling to other convention because there are guests there that you want to see and a bulk of your friends are going and it'll make it fun. I get that. But if you're just sitting there like, you know what? This con sucks. Fuck that. You have no legitimate reasoning whatsoever, but you're going to go do no. It's it's just way too subjective. I mean, like, what are your criteria? Like, what, exactly. what 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 constitutes sucks for you? Is it not good guests? Is it not good events? Is it a a, a poor turnout at the masquerade? Like, everybody goes to a convention for different reasons. Like, do you go to cosplay? Do you go to go to events? Do you go to get autographs? Mm-hmm. So, a comic could suck for somebody is going to be awesome for somebody else. Exactly, it's all very subjective. And I pointed that out, but evidently. Maybe because I'm older. I don't know what I'm talking about. Whatever. And on that note, I think I'm starting to hear my voice crack a little bit. I think it's time to put on our our music and start to wrap things up. What do the yeah. rest of y'all say? Sounds good to me. Thirty. Yeah. So yep. let's not let's knock out this last bit of music, and we shall be back.
Well, as Mako Chan has said in, the, in our little Skype chat earlier, our ranty episodes tend to get a little bit longer than they normally do. Yeah, this was a long one. Well, we had a lot to get off our chest. We've had a couple of them that have gone this long. Mm-hmm. But that means we kind of sort of have to speed up the, um, the, the outro, but luckily I was able to kind of trim and edit a lot of that down, so... We can roll with it. So, if you like what you heard, tell a friend. They, in turn, will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent podcasters. We do this for for free, and we do it for the love of it, because this is what we enjoy doing. Because if we didn't like doing this, we'd probably be off doing other things like gaming, watching TV, and out at the bars, and all that good stuff. So, you know. It's the middle of the week. I have work tomorrow. I can't go out and get drunk. And I got class tomorrow, too, so yeah. And meanwhile, Mako just like, sucks to be you bastards as she grabs for her hidden stash. I'm sitting there going, I work nights. I'm going to grab a beer like now. <laughs> you really are Oscar from Evangelion. I, I, I would be drinking too, but I don't have that much left and I need it for this weekend. Mm. I'm going to bring stuff this weekend, dude. Hopefully somebody takes my shift at my second job. <laughs> Where there's a will, there is a way. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. So definitely check out our website, AnimeJamSession.com. We have a couple of brand new articles that just went up. Um, Let me go back to our main page here. Come on. Good computer. Uh, Uni has posted an article, article, cosplay interview with Itaru from her Cosplay with a Brain uh, blog. And over there, there's an article that I threw up there pretty quickly um, about Funimation owning their license to Sailor Moon. Truth is, they don't. And we also have an awesome article from Ari Rockefeller, um, Poker Night 2. How was it? You'll have to read it for yourself and find out. The little clever subtitle should clue you in a little bit. Mm-hmm. So if you do have trouble um, getting our podcast because our site's blocked at your job, you can find us on Podcast Alley. You can find us on iTunes. We are now on Miro. Double Twist, and Xbox Music. We are still waiting for approval from Stitcher Radio. So if you do find us on iTunes, if you like us, five-star reviews. And if you give us one, we'll gladly play, uh, read on the air for you. Find us on YouTube.com. We're YouTube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV. I do believe I just posted some videos. Um, I believe AAC, another anime convention. I'm working on a couple of others. And I'm trying to get that backlog up. I'm actually down to... One convention left. I gotta do Otakon. Once those videos are done, I can tackle the 2013. Woohoo! I know. It's, well, you know, dealing with that drama between moving studios and roommates, I just end up focusing my energy on working on videos. It works. No, seriously, I, I just moved too, bro. I feel your pain, man. Yeah, but your apartment's bigger than mine. I know, it almost feels too big. I'm like, I kind of miss my little tiny place. I'm like, <laughs> At least you two still have your own places. Look, look, Applejack, if you saw my place, you're going to be like, yeah, I'd rather be at my, my current apartment. But I like little studios. This, it's all about Ikea. This Ikea is This is Find a bed from that place, by the way. Mm. Say what? I'm buying a bed from the place where you got your bed. Sweet. It's really awesome. 
It is awesome. Uh, but if you saw this place, it, it's smaller than the studio. But at least the um the the, neighbor, the upstairs neighbors they're really cool and they're really chill. You got a kitchen, dude. At least it's not like a little hot plate and crap. It's slightly bigger than my kitchen is slightly bigger than a hot plate. My microwave sits on top of another <laughs> microwave, which sits on top of a milk crate. Yo, dog, I heard you like it's microwaves. Your- so you put a microwave on top of your microwave. <laughs> Pretty much. Microwave while you microwave. <laughs> yeah. I, I have Plus, on, you know, it's yours, so <laughs> there's that. I have on Amazon in my wish list um, a little microwave table that has two power outlets on it, so. <laughs> and Mooney Girl's like, shut up about the shoebox. I like it. Well, that's well, that's you. You like the shoebox. If, the sh- if it was six feet bigger and where the TV is wider... Hey, I'd be all for it. I'd, I'd like it even more. But anywho, let's get this train back on the tracks. Nope, damn it. That's wrong paper. There we go. And if you want to follow us on YouTube, you can find us at um, youtube.com slash djronmas, re22682, and Luna. Check out some of the videos that we like and videos that we tend to upload from time to time. I really want to do another AMV. I'll eventually get around to it. Check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash anime jam session. Follow us on Twitter if you want to know what's going on with the website, when videos are going up, conventions we're doing, articles, the whole nine yards, whole kit and caboodle. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, you've been warned. You can find me at DJ S, Ari's at the Ari Man, and you can find Mako China at Joe Vedea. And don't forget our Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash anime jam session. We are over 2,400 fans over there, and it's freaking wonderful. Over 9,000? Really? Oh Getting there. What? Over 900? That's impossible. <laughs> We're at 2,412. So thanks, everyone. I appreciate you guys liking us. As long as you keep liking the page and the com- and the comments, we'll keep adding more stuff for you, you know? And that's the we- least we can do for you. Um, you can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash DJRonMaS. And you can find Mako at facebook.com slash Makoto Makochan Kino. And don't forget, we are on the VOD Networks, Tuesdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Encore Presentation, Thursdays, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But remember, VOD is the voice of geeks. There's more to us than anime. There's video games. Science fiction, pop culture, movie reviews, TV reviews, Warcraft. Seriously, if you're into Warcraft, check out Girls Gone Wild at 12 on Wednesdays and Horde House, which is now live, 10 p.m. on Wednesdays. It's Wild Wednesdays, so check that out. If you're into, um, if you check out British Invaders, if you want to hear more about British uh, pop culture, television, and movies. And if you definitely need to Doctor Who, you want to check them out at 8 p.m. on Mondays. And followed by Pod Culture, 9 p.m. on Mondays. They're doing a short series of Doctor Who podcasts, so definitely check those guys out. If you're into um, more into American pop culture, science fiction, that cool stuff, Critical Myth, 7 p.m. Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. But if you want more of an adult, unadulterated, liberated view of today's movies pop culture and science fiction it's Understation Live with Travis and Jess 10pm on Saturdays and then don't forget our flagship shows the Bobby Blackwell show at 8pm Sunday followed by Orange Orange Radio at 9pm 
video game talk for hours of epic gaming time. It's well worth it. With the Bobby Blackwell Show at 8 and Orange Dog Radio at 9. Orange Dog Radio, which is, I believe, one of the longest running um, video gaming shows slash podcasts out there on the interwebs. <sighs> My voice is starting to go. Good thing I don't have to talk tomorrow. So, let's see. Last round. Ari. Well, my parents got a new car today, and with it, the dealership threw in a 46-inch TV. What? Yeah? Where is the TV? It's, it's my dad's because it's his and my mom's car. No, I thought you said the 46-inch TV. Yeah, for our home. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Where is it? Where did they put it? I'm uh, going to put it downstairs where my dad usually Oh, okay. Out. Do you know the brand of the TV, or...? Westinghouse. Well, you get what you pay for, so... It was free, so what do you want for nothing? Exactly. I've been to issues with Westinghouse, so yeah. Applejack, last words. I have to say, I think uh, Michael Chan said it best when she was talking about the anime wasabi experience. And she basically said that fan conventions really put on... They put their hearts in it because they want to put on the best convention that they can make it. And that's really what we do. As a seasoned staffer... Uh, we really just want to put on the best convention that we can do with our resources, so keep that in mind. Makuchan. Um, I'm going to finish reading, well, not finish, but I'm going to continue reading Eva and have ice cream. Because I want some. Mm. My last Because I said so. <laughs> oh, okay. My last words. Ice cream does sound perfect. I have one uh, Reese's peanut butter cup ice cream cake in the fridge, so I'm going to eat that. And I, I made a thing of tea, and I left it out, and I just put it, I just added the the, the, um, the lemons and everything while, while on that last music break. I just put it in the fridge, like, not even 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I said, yeah, I'll do it right after NCIS. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thank you, NCIS. I think I need to. I, think I might have to call uh, Minako and Callie and be like, "Yeah, yeah." I saw she went with the fuck. <laughs> exactly. All right. So I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm Mako Chan. I am DJ AJ, guest starring this evening. Well, you got them chops on you, girl. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Continue to support us. We'll be back same time next Tuesday. Great fight. Good night. Peace. We out, bitch. Try that again. We out, bitches. Night. All right, all right. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. And we out.
And if you would like a transcript of today's podcast, start typing. Visit us at AnimeJamSession.com and VOGNetwork.com for more information about the show. See you next time.